That's why you tune in. That's why you think to yourself, these two idiots, why am I listening? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of But Enough About Us, the sometimes weekly podcast. I mean, in a perfect world, right? We're, we're trying. Welcome to episode 3-4. 34. 34. It's the pandemic update because it is. It it's is, all pandemic all the time. <laughs> it seems our life is like that, but hey, look, uh, we're all in it. So let's, uh, let's figure out how to live together in harmony and push through. I want to sing Kumbaya or something right now. The feeling is I could reach me. through and hold hands and we could just kind of guide each other yes. through. Them. Let's just put yes. our hands up to the screen. Woo. It's a, it's kind of like a, we are the world, but with COVID. We're a hot mess. Yes. So one update, one pandemic update, I think that's noteworthy is your vax status. My back status? Vaccine status. Hey there, miracle ear. Turn up the volume so you can hear. Yeah. Oh, my vaccination stuff. Oh, yes. my vax. Oh, you're, you're, you're talking vaxing. too much like the kids. Just like, oh, you vaxxed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yes, I did. I did. I, I That's did. a really rad fax. It is. Wow, man. You got vaxxed. <laughs> Are you triple vaxxed? I don't, that was the other part. It's like either you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated. There's no like double or triple well there is triple because what does that you, mean are you no. boosted that's okay, what you should are be you asking boosted? are you boosted i'm not I, I, no, well because well, you have to wait six months yeah you're not and there i yet. have not been vaccinated for six months right and somebody might be saying are you double vaxxed because they're wondering uh if you're one of the people that for whatever reason got pfizer or moderna that required two doses some people got one and then stopped so here's the reason why I, I, the only reason why I got vaccinated, because I was planning on leaving the country and the place where I was going to had a mandatory vaccination. And I wanted to spend time with my family. So I, uh, with my extended family. So I, I opted to do the vaccination and then go figure I didn't leave the country. You said you started a new job. I did start a new job. And you might have to travel for the new job. So I, I may, although it's not looking like it's that's anytime soon. So, but it also doesn't look like COVID's leaving us anytime soon. So that's a, yeah. You know, one of the things that came with the pandemic was a lot of people working at home, and mm-hmm. I, you have worked at home kind of for years. And I started working at home for my current job when the pandemic hit. They said, "Yep, everybody go home." So mm-hmm. I work for a college, and we all just went to remote teaching, and we figured so- it out. People figured it out somehow. People did figure it out. And I think what a lot of employers figured out was, hey, now this kind of works because it's a lower overhead for us. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of ways that it helped employers. I just read a stat that was really interesting. Older white men have trouble with people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. (laughs) Slow down. Older than you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. people right. who have been, okay, you know, ahead. yeah, people who already got their weekender bag years ago from AARP. Oh, yeah. The These compass. Are the, I like the compass. <laughs> These are the guys. They're the only ones who seem to really have a problem with uh, employees working at home because they feel like everybody should just be right there in person. The the reality of it is, you know, 
if they have kids, they're so far beyond where they have kids at home. They don't understand that the flexibility of either a hybrid schedule or a work at home schedule really helps them to you know, be around when their kids are doing remote school, or even if the kids are in school, be there to get them on the bus, get them off the bus or take them to, you know, twinkle toes dance class or what, what have you. They're sort of out of touch. But by and large, most people, like I found, a, I found a bunch of surveys where it ended up being more than half of the population really would just prefer to work at home, which I mean, you've worked at home for years. That's something that you yeah, enjoy, right? Very much so. The flex, So the flexibility is the number one benefit. Mm-hmm. So I can, I hate to say this, but I can throw a load of laundry in. in Why would you at, hate to at, say that? that is at, such at, eight a- in the, at eight in the morning and at lunchtime, I can fold it. You know, it's not like, I think we joked about this early episode at some point, but I used to hear people and I won't, I won't say gender wise, but I used to hear a lot of people say, oh, it's, uh, I did, I did seven loads of laundry today. Uh-huh. And it, it, it's not like you were down at the side of the river, beating the, beating your clothes against the rocks and then having to hang them, you know, out on tree limbs and wait for them to dry. If you put it in a machine, you walk away <laughs> 40 minutes later, it's done. You put it in another machine and then, and then it's done 40 minutes later. Okay. There's a phenomenon with that. Here's the thing. If you are a stay-at-home parent, I don't care if you're a man or a woman and you have young kids, that's one of the tasks that you do that it's never complete. It's never done. You have Uh, to do it continually. But here's the problem. Here's the problem in our society has we've coddled our children to not participate in that from early on. So I, I, I firmly believe by the age of 10, that each child should be able to figure out how to do their own laundry. Mm-hmm. Okay. They can get dressed by themselves. They can wear the clothes by themselves. Therefore, they should be able to wash the clothes. Themselves. Did your kids start washing their clothes at age 10? So we had a deal. Here was the deal. I think we also maybe have covered this, but if not, I think maybe you and I have talked about this before. The deal was in exchange for good grades, I would do their laundry. Oh, all right. Okay. So here's a story. You need something cleaned and you get good grades. I will do your laundry. Okay. Okay. I, so I don't mind the laundry. I, I I remember my mother used to do the laundry and she would do the laundry and fold the laundry while she watched a soap opera. Right. I don't know if that was one of those things that the soap operas, you know, really wanted, but remember soap operas used to have soap detergent, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, references and, 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 or advertisements. Yeah. So, so I remember my mom, my mother doing that and she, my mother never, ever complained about it, never complained. And, and my mom kind of had that same deal with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's good or bad that they didn't, but now they know, obviously they're both in college. They have to do their own laundry regardless. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that it's a good life lesson. I think, um, uh, much like we, I think in our last episode, episode 33, our kids talked about um, that home economics or whatever they call it. Yeah, whatever. it's like life skills, basically. Life skills, life yeah. skills. So sew a button, mm-hmm. wash your clothes. Cook a little something. Figure out how to make yourself some food if mom and dad aren't around. Mm-hmm. Um, sew a skirt. With, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't anticipate my kids being able to make a buttonhole, but they should be able to sew a button on. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is a life skill. That reminds me of a ridiculous laundry story. As you know, my son is away at college too. I saw him the other day and had to take back to him something that came home with him for maybe Christmas 
break or something. I don't know. It came to our house. It was somebody else's sock. So this is something else he wasn't used to, you know, in a laundromat oh. setting where sometimes somebody's sock will be stuck to the drum of the washer. It'll then mm-hmm. make it through the wash with yours, go into the dryer, come out and wow, you have a new sock. I've been driving around with some girl in my car for weeks. I think it's time to make a sock puppet. I think I want to like send it out in a package and have it tour the world and then come back and then give it to her and say, look where your socks been. It's- well, I think this is a great time because we don't have Gunga Din. I think uh, this could be the stand in Gunga Din. Yes. You could kind of. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I drove around with it for all of Christmas break in my car and it knocked around the house for a little bit. I finally give it back. If he has not been brave enough to go set it back on that washer or didn't think of it, I'm going to get it back and we're going to make it an honorary member of our podcast. That's right. (laughs) Socky the sock puppet. No, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, I, you, you, you learn very quickly. Your first child is in college now and both of mine are. And you learn very quickly the skills that you should have taught them yeah. uh, or that you have to refresh with them. Yep. Um, and some of those are, are those types of task oriented things. And then the other ones are just basic communication where you've got roommates and you have uh, some friction and you have uh, much like in the, in a business setting, um, even if it is virtual and you're dealing with somebody on a, on a zoom call or mm-hmm. Teams meeting or, or uh, that type of stuff. There's, there's a certain level of uh, training that needs to start early on. Our, mm-hmm. uh, my, I, you know, you and I grew up where there was none of this. There could have never been, there could have never been a work from home situation because there was no Wi-Fi. You know, right? Yeah. Which is the which is the number one bane of all young people's. Where's the Wi-Fi? Why yeah. isn't the Wi-Fi working? <laughs> or my or well, I, you know, my phone's not loading properly. I, yeah. I, you know should have updated my phone. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a brave new world out there. I I'm excited for uh for my my children and my future um being able to work from home. Anne is looking to do an internship in her senior year mm-hmm. and have accepted one and it's going to be completely virtual. Is it really? Yeah, that's that's just a It's the way it's actually a creative writing. It's actually a creative writing opportunity. This is interesting. I found a bunch of polls on working at home and one of them said 80% of people do miss the social aspect of the job. And another one said 16% of companies globally are going to go fully remote. I think a lot of places realized, hey, this actually is doable after they did it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But back to the social aspect of the job, I know you've been working at home for a long time. Do you miss being in the office? And Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You have to really carve out some time to be in front of people. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I think even an intro, even a complete introvert needs, needs to have some, some type of social, human, human yeah. contact or just to physically be in the room. Yeah. I, I don't, I think if you, I think if you talk to a true introvert, they, they don't mind being with people they don't have to necessarily talk to them, but I think a, necess- a necessity is to actually physically be able to see somebody mm-hmm. and know that they're there if they need. Right. Some of the negatives that come with being in an office where you're fighting over the temperature of the office. If you're in a cube farm where you can hear everyone around you and someone is always talking on the phone on well, a it's personal an, it's call, an, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of thing, I think a lot of people don't miss, but you do need some of the social interaction. I sort of like the idea of hybrid. So I'm completely 
remote doing everything I do. I do freelance work that's fully remote. And then I, I do this other job that's fully remote. And I will admit, I do miss some of the social aspect of it. I, I have to make time. I, I, I think you have to carve out time. I personally carve out time to go to a lunch or to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and just even if it's just a wave at a neighbor, I know that there's another life form that's because, I, because I'm home alone. Is anybody uh, out because there? Both, yeah. both my children are are, you know, and yes, FaceTime is great, yeah. uh, Zoom and Teams and whatever else. But just from a personal perspective, I need to I need to have other types of interaction. So even if it's just going to the post office, the bank, Wegmans, yeah. uh, running a few errands, being out of the house, that's for me. I need to carve out time to do that. So this is an opportunity uh, uh, for everybody to say. How do I how do I work and how do I not want to work? Because I know that I'm my office is in my basement and mm-hmm. I shut a little door and I'm like in like this little room <laughs> and, and it gets a little bit wacky. So then yeah. I, I have to physically move my location to different places so that I yeah. don't uh, so that I don't. Oh, and now you got this desk, the stand sit desk. I do hey, lower Watch lower me. it for just yeah. Ooh, and it can rise. Very nice. It's pretty cool. I totally is, want one of those. Yeah, you know what? This was. Did you find, did you is, find that is, on the curb? Because I. No, no, no. It's it was in a free. Um, uh, my girlfriend Jackie's uh, uh, town has this free like <gasps> website, or it's yeah. like a free oh, Facebook page. Yeah. Somebody was giving it away. No way. And I was so yes, I was like, it's got to be. I knew it's got to be a couple hundred bucks. You get great stuff from that one. I mean, we have one where we are here, and I'm getting like a half used bag of. I don't know, potato flakes or whatever. Like, oh, we got a brand new treadmill the other day. Did you really? Brand new. The only oh, problem was is we had to get it out of the house and we had to rent a car. We had to rent one of those trucks from Home oh, Depot. Yeah. Uh, for an hour. Uh-huh. And I timed it perfectly, like, or it's like 75 minutes. I timed it perfectly, like, rented the truck, ran to the house, <laughs> threw that up there, threw the, you know, and I, I got it back with like four minutes to spare. So I, I think we need a segment where we have free for you fines at some point. So we're going to have well, to do that. You and I were talking about these TV commercials they have about becoming your parents. And let's face it, at this, at our age, that's really our destiny at this point to become our parents. To well, some, if to we some haven't degree, already. To some yes. degree. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the last episode, we talked to our kids and we didn't talk about becoming our parents. But it's funny when I was thinking about this topic, I thought, I don't see my kids ever becoming me or Ted. I just, I can't, for some reason, I can't picture it with that generation. If all goes well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, can you picture that for your kids? I just, I just don't see it. Well, here's the other, here's the difficult part for me is is that I get sucked for free shredding like you do. I just, I don't see probably not. I I think that hopefully the best of traits trickle down to them and they embrace those. Mm-hmm. But I am too much like my father. Even people have said to me, "Look, you look like your father." Yeah, yeah there's no doubt who you oh, came yeah. from. Oh yeah. And so, as we were preparing for the show and talking a little bit about this, I, it literally I was hit over the head like a brick. So there I am in my car with this wool because it's uh, it's winter time here where we live, and it's the last week has been kind of you know cold and miserable. <clears throat> and there I am with this wool wool hat with my winter jacket. And I got a pair of sweatpants on and I have a pair of kind of just mis- misfit type of shoes. 
And I stopped myself and said, I am my father. Yeah. I remember my father going out and I'd be like, what the hell are you wearing? Right. <laughs> you know, you're going to see people. Right. And now I'm like the same guy. And I'm like, no, I'm really I don't care. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm never going to see those people again. I- I think you, I think you hit a certain age and your ability to give a crap about what people think just blows away. And the next well, stage I, is we'll lose our filter. We'll lose our filter and we'll say whatever uh, we feel like oh, saying. I hope not. I, 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 that's going to read, that's going to be bad for me. I mean, for the people around me, it won't be bad for me. I won't care. So I'll just tell you a couple of things I do that I know I've be, I'm morphing into my mom. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, the coat that I wear when it's like this out, when it's in the teens, it's brutal. I need to walk the dog or I need to go out and shovel or whatever. I have this coat. It actually used to be my mom's. So why not step right into her clothes to help? Couldn't, my, be, couldn't be any closer home. Right, to help myself become her. I called it my potholder coat because it looks like a gigantic potholder. Uh, it is the warmest thing ever. But um, one of her things that she used to say was, dress to walk, always dress to walk in the winter. And so, you know, I find myself telling my kids that you have to at least have a coat with you because what happens if your car breaks down or whatever, what happened, you know, transportation you're taking, if there's a glitch, you know, you have to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And I think at their age, they're like, oh, I don't want to wear a hat. It's not cool. Thankfully, ha- like beanies have become sort of, um, Knit, knit beanies have become a trend so that it is cool for males and females to wear them because all I'm concerned with is aren't your ears cold, <laughs> which, you know, and I will, you know, my mom used to say to me, I'm cold. Just looking at you, please put something else on. And my mother said that all the time. I, I say it, I say it all the time. I will time. admit it. Yeah. I mean, look at, I think it's just the mere fact that you've become a parent that you see things differently. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely morphing into my mother. But you know what? That is a-okay with me because she is pretty awesome. How about you? What behavior have you taken on from your, I'm going to say your dad because you. Oh yeah. Well, like I, I th- most of my dad, uh, there's, there are, there are a bunch of different things that, you know, um, since my mother's passing have been uh, coming more kind of bubbling up to the surface. And I'll remember, I'll say something. I'll be like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, it's, it, it's not haunting, but it, yeah. it's, it's, it's very telling. Yeah. Um, so I actually think I'm just a carbon copy of my parents. Mm-hmm. I, I, I rebelled in a very different way through music, through mm-hmm. listening to music, that music that my, my parents would never listen to, the Sex mm-hmm. Pistols and uh, Bad Manners and, and uh, lots of these, and then even, you know, into kind of the early rap and then, you know, and then mild heavy metal type things. And that, that's, that to me was my rebellion. Yeah, I think that's a pretty typical teen rebellion. I mean, look at the 1950s. Teenagers were rebelling by listening to Elvis, which, you know, for back then it was pretty racy. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you pack your own snacks if you go to the movies? So I don't go to the movies. So. Okay. All right. If you did. If I did, would I bring my own snacks? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, my parents never, but my parents never went to the movies. My parents just weren't movie type people. It's funny. My father never really liked to watch movies. My, this is the best. My mother and I would watch the Thursday night movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this, but NBC or ABC or CBS, one of those, where they would have like a Thursday night movie. And it was, it was like... From from eight to ten, or from nine to eleven, it was a movie, and it was generally a movie that had would break for commercials like every you know seven or eight minutes. Right. So so 
and we, my mother and I would watch the movie and my father would come in while we were watching it. He'd go, that guy did it, or this is what's going to happen in the movie. And then we leave and, oh, we walk away. Yeah, and, we, and, and my mother and I'd be like, how did you know? Oh, I've already seen this one before he said, and he never did. He ne- maybe, I don't know. We would always be like, well, how did you see it? It's, it's a brand new movie. Like yeah. it was in the theaters, unless he was thinking off to go to the theater instead of going to work, which I don't think happened. Oh, there was no right. way that he could know, but yeah. he was really good at figuring things out like very quickly. And it didn't capture his attention or his, his uh, Nobody wants that in the room. Let's just say that. No, no. So he would go to bed (laughs) and my mother and I would stay up. And then at the end of the movie, my mother and I would talk to each other and we'd go, well, what do you think? And my mother would go, I didn't really like it. I said, well, then why did we watch the whole thing? And she'd say, well, I thought it was going to get better. Right. My mother had this eternal optimism about her. That was just so. And so I I like to think that I get I I, my optimism comes from her. And then my kind of reality, Mm -hmm. like, hey, it's really like this is the really the way that it is, whether you think about it, whether 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 it's good or bad. My father kind of instilled me. So the practicality part of me is all is is all is both my parents. So my parents were very frugal. They 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 spent mm -hmm. money on the things they wanted to spend on. And then the things that they could avoid, they did. So yeah, we, there was no movies, but they, they, we went on vacations. My parents were very generous with money. They, they did a lot of their stuff. And I, I basically am them. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually have to think about something that's not them, other than the music. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everything that I've done in my yeah. life has mirrored my parents. I think that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's what it is. Yeah. No, I can see I'm slowly morphing into my mom too. Right down to the, I really like wearing slippers. She just <laughs> loves her slippers. Um, speaking of slippers. Oh, see, there you go. I, you have to wear them in the winter time. Come on. So much warmer in the winter. Yeah. Speaking of slippers, I have a 60 second rant. It's time for the 60 second rant. Slippers are a necessity in winter in my book. They're comfy, they can be stylish, but I don't see any reason for any human being to wear their slippers in public for so many reasons. Let me start with a few of them. One, you're scuffing. You're scuffing everywhere you walk. You're dragging those slippers and the sound of it, uh, it, quite frankly, is annoying the rest of us. Second, you, (laughs) do do you have... Outdoor slippers and indoor slippers? I'm hoping the answer is yes, but somewhere deep inside, I know the answer is no. So you're wearing these disgusting slippers around, picking up God knows what, and carrying it back into your house and wearing them around your house as you have your morning coffee. And it's gross. That's my rant for today. Stop doing it. Nice. Do you have a rant today? You know what? I'm going to rant in a bit. But I do have some comments. I'm in a complete agreement. I think it's it's been this weird fashion trend. That yeah, have. I know. So here's the other story with the shuffling. I think those people shuffle regardless of whether they have slippers on or not. Oh, I, but so, the slippers, so, they're so slip-on shoes. It's almost a means to keep them on their feet. So that's an so that's another so that's another whole another topic. I think that you could delve All into, right. which is which is the, the the ability to pick one's feet up when they walk. <laughs> It bothers you too, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what? I I just my mother was really really good at divert. We're talking talk about becoming your parents. My mm-hmm. mother was really really good at diverting uh, attention from that. Oh, okay. My, I think my I think it it would it was more difficult for my mother to not go over and just say like, hey, could you pick up your feet? 
yeah. <laughs> Could you help us all? Yeah. The planet would be a much calmer place if you did that. But my mother, been, just rem- my, <laughs> my mother would just I should have been hanging out with her. Yeah. You well, yes. Uh, it, she was a you know for a five foot woman who mm-hmm. you know who was uh, who, who was she was a mighty force, and so she um, she would just remove herself from. It. She tried to teach us that as kids. Hey, there's going to be people in this life that uh, they're just not going. You're you're, you're not going to want to be around them, and you're not going to change. Them. Like, right. You're not gonna, yeah. So it's it's awesome. It, I think the 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 best thing that we can do is is to look at what we've learned like that try and pass it on mm-hmm. and try and try and make sense of it. Uh, but at some point you just have to remove yourself. From it. Like, well, yeah, it's like my life lesson, not saying that people who wear slippers in public are this, but for other things, people who aren't nice, you know, what I've been saying to my kids for years is a holes are everywhere. Um, learn how to deal with them, you know, stay away from them when you can and learn how to interact in, right. from a distance in a way right. that, yeah, doesn't upset you. Well, it's interesting that you say that. So now kind of coming full, full circle back to the working remotely, I think that's one of the huge benefits that we, uh, you don't have to be surrounded or you don't have to have, you know, there were many times the person in the cubicle, I've, by the way, I've worked in many different cube farms, right? Somebody right next to you on, or, or on both sides, or not only on both sides, but then across the aisle from you. Oh yeah, and 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 having to deal with them, listen to them. Uh, I was in one time, kind of in a call center situation, so you can't help but hear every. You're just you, you shake your head. You're like, no, that's not you. Why are you telling a customer that, or why are you doing that? Yeah. And so, working from home is is a lot nicer of a situation. So you can choose choose who you to to be around, and choose where you're where you want to invest your energy. Do you have a rant? Yes, I do have a rant. I have a minute set up here. You let me know when you are. I'll turn up the volume so we can all hear it when it's over. You ready? And begin. So uh, my rant is about uh, winter driving. And the huge one for me is clearing off your car. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I understand I, I, not all my cars live in a garage. So when wintertime comes and you have a pile of snow on top of your car or you're driving and the only thing you can see is a hole this big in front of the driver and every, the whole entire car, you are not only putting me at risk, you're putting hundreds of people at risk. Mm -hmm. Please, I beg of you, take 10 minutes, start your car early, brush off your car. Uh, You, you will save lives and you will save sanity for all. Thank you. This is my public service announcement. (laughs) On that note, years ago, there was, um, it was some morning radio show where they, you know, they used to have bits where they'd have somebody come on and pretend they were, um, <laughs> where somebody, do you remember Jackie Stewart? He was a race car driver. He was Scottish. Do you remember? Of course. Yeah. Of so course. He somebody, had the greatest, he had the greatest voice. Yeah. yeah. Somebody said, um, so did an imitation of Jackie Stewart saying, I don't, I don't clean my car in the winter. I just, I clear one strip across the windshield, you know, and act like I'm driving a freaking tank, you know? And um, it's funny, but uh, not if you're on the road with that person. It's not. And those people have no idea the anxiety that they, that they, I, I mean, I pull up on them and they, so they're either driving so erratically that they don't care or they're yeah. driving so slow yes. because they didn't take the time to do oh. it. Yeah. The bonus is eventually those chunks of, of snow come flying off their their hood, their roof, mm-hmm. everywhere, and land on your windshield. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's not even just that they can't see what they're doing. It's they're now impeding your view. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So we all know what to do. Do we, though? <laughs> yes, we I, do. It's we whether do. we choose to do it or not. Is, is yeah. the, my father used to say that to me all the time. You, you really know what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, yeah. And then why not? Why? Just just do it. Yep. And then the so I, 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 well, look, I mean, you, you remember, you, you, there's only a couple, there's a couple places where guilt is, is, is built in and expected. <laughs> yeah. One is at home. Mm-hmm. Number two is at church. Yep. <laughs> they try right. and do the guilt thing at school now, but I think the kids are just like, yeah, they're like, yeah, right. they're over it. Yeah. That's not, that's not the real world pal. That Catholic um, guilt runs deep. Well, they say you're either born with it or you have to go to school to learn it. So, yep. Alrighty. Well, this has been episode 34. You know, you could do us a favor, dear listener, tell a friend about the podcast Please so do. that more people can tune in and then you can discuss the topics we're discussing and make it a group discussion. And then and you can always email us, right? With suggestions of things that, you know, you might want to hear about, might want to hear our opinion about. Or if you want to put in your own two cents about a topic we discussed. We'll read it on the we'll, air. We'll, we we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric will wear a silly hat and read it on the air if you want. I wear two silly hats, you know, in case one breaks. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to episode 34 of But Enough About Us. Tell a friend and share the show, won't you? You can find us online at But Enough About Us on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, or hey, bust out an email to this address. But Enough About Us at gmail.com. <laughs>